so good you know I, I don't really know what's going on but i'm seeing things i think it might be because of these drugs the army put me on but if you could uh just get me well enough to get back to base right <laughs> kick ass well don't want to sound like a dick or nothing but uh it says on your chart that you're fucked up uh you talk like a and your shit's over what i do is just like hey, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I, I'm serious here. <laughs> Don't worry, Skrull. Now there are plenty of tards out there living really kick-ass lives. My first wife was tarded. She's a pilot now. I, I need for you to be serious for a second here, okay? I, I need help. There's that <laughs> talk we talked about. <laughs> All right, so that'll be this many dollars. And if you could just go ahead and, like, put your... Tattooing that shit. That's weird. <laughs> this thing has the same misprint as that magazine. What are the odds? Uh? Where's your tattoo? Tattoo? What? Okay, we're recording. Episode 16. Welcome. Chava, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? No, we don't have to do that. Okay. But we are, I'll, I'll, I will say, we are brought today by Chavo. Yeah. He's the myth legend. Go ahead, Chavo. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. He's excited. The young bull has been... <laughs> Excited to be called up to the big leagues. Also, our uh, our first Patreon. Um, aren't you our first pa- Patreon? No, actually, there? Dylan's the first Patreon member. Oh wow! Yeah, he's our Fantastic. only Patreon member. Nice. So <laughs> the bank account is looking like four dollars and fifty cents right now. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! I'm still saving up for the Patreon. Yeah. yeah. About another about another two hundred people, and we'll be breaking even. I think it's worth it, dude. Yeah. If you get this, I mean, to get this shit unedited, yeah, is a gift from God. So definitely, yeah. So for our listeners, all twelve of you out there, you know, four dollars and fifty. I mean, it's really three dollars and fifty cents. I don't know why Dylan overpaid <laughs> by, by a dollar. So oh, by the way, I promised him a shout out. So shout out, Dylan. You're a good bull. Uh, hope Korea is treating you good. And uh, you know, thanks for being a loyal, loyal dog. It's a loyal, loyal cat right there. Mm-hmm. You know, you are what you eat, and, and Dylan is one loyal cat in Korea. <laughs> <We're> loyal, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's get into the hard-hitting topics today. Chavo is an Olympic weightlifter, and I groomed you to be so. No, I want to. <laughs> we don't. We, we don't have to go there if you don't want to. But I want to get into the meat potatoes of what a three hundred pound clean jerk feels like in a two hundred fifty pound snatch. Well, I was I was hoping we would talk about this so I could yeah. give you some credit into actually grooming <laughs> me into the sport. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's like backtrack a little bit. So, you've been doing this for like how many years now? It's been at least, I would say four. Four years. Okay. Because I know you didn't like consistently do it like once you like got out of high school. Obviously. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it was it was really on and off. Yeah. And it hasn't been until like maybe it was def maybe. Early 
at the end of last year, mm-hmm. whenever I first actually signed up for a USAW membership and yeah. started and getting coached. So for folks who don't know, like Olympic lifting is basically like it's comprised of like the clean jerk. So then if you played football, like you know, like you power clean a lot, and uh, so it's a clean jerk and it's the snatch. The snatch is like you take like an Olympic weightlifting bar. Your hands are for some reason like stretched out wide as fuck, and you basically have to lift the thing without pressing it like over your head into a squat position, then rise up. It's like one of the greatest feats of like the human, I don't know, like the human anatomy, like in order to take that much weight and do like a movement like that. To me, it's like one of the coolest things that we're able to do. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like we have pulsable, you know, like pulsable thumbs, you know, because that's how you grip the fucking bar, like the hook grip, right? The hook grip. Yeah. So, and to build on that, there's this is actually, um, I'm also going to credit this to you, Mason. Um, but there was something. Like my dog's getting shocked down there. You hear that? He's <laughs> <laughs> getting shocked to death. <laughs> Continue. But um, one thing that you uh, that you pointed out when we were in. Uh, early to mid high school mm-hmm. was that the reason that weightlifting or like traditional Olympic weightlifting is the hardest in the industry of weightlifting, I would argue is because there's very few sports where it's 100% you against you. Um, and to build on that even, it's, it's it's not even truly you against you. It's you against an inanimate object that weighs twice your or twice your body weight and it's not gonna move its fucking self. Yeah. You have to you have to put in so much force into a bar, so much effort just just to get it to the exact movement that you need it to be at. And the technique has to be Yeah, well see, incredible. Like, yeah, the thing that always like interests me about the whole sport of like Olympic lifting, and obviously I've I mean I haven't done it for years at this point it's been a long time but the thing that always interests me is like if you want to get better like i don't know like bodybuilding and that's just i mean that's a gay thing to want to get better at if you ask me it's like i mean it's vanity yeah it's it's vain it's vanity you know if you want to be a man you know i don't know just go lift heavy like powerlifting is more of a like a a non-vain movement you know to get into but that's neither here nor there the thing that interests me is like you want to get better at like like I said, like bodybuilding, there's like so many things you can do. I mean, it's like a vast amount. It's a never ending list of like, well, I got to do this, 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 this. Like, like on a regular like upper body day, I mean, dude, you're hitting like 30 machines and like still you're like, you're not um, reaching the pinnacle of like what that workout should be in order to like, you know, reach your full potential, you know? And obviously there's like, like I said, there's like different sectors, like there's different sectors you can go into in order to like get better delts, um, triceps, biceps, pecs, whatever it is. Um, even sports, like you want to get better, you know, like, like basketball, um, you know, like you work on your shooting, um, you work on your ball handling. It's cross training. Yeah. You got to do so many different things. The thing that was so interesting about like Olympic weightlifting is like, dude, you, there's, you can't just do bench pressing it better. You can't just do squatting it better. Like, you literally have to, like, suffer and just fucking, like, clean jerk for two hours straight. Right. And, like, probably fail, like, 75% of the time. And like, no, that's, that's no bullshit. Like, if you watch, like, the old, like, Cal Strength videos, which I was, like, addicted to. Like, the like 
the sun and the moon for a long time in my life was like Donnie Shankle and jo- and uh, John North. Yeah, and John North, and like, and if I'm not mistaken, John North was he's an ex like straight up drug addict, right? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, I bought his book back in like 2015 or something like that. But he did like meth for a long time. That was his thing. Which is fucking that goes hand in hand with oh, just crazy. lifting heavy ass weights. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, and, I would love to do fucking meth oh, and then go. Go fucking yeah. jerk on he, some bars. He's a freak athlete too, because he played like running back for some Division two school in like California. Um, and he like he talked about like he's like five eight, <laughs> and he could like dunk a basketball and shit, like all other kinds of crazy. He's like a white boy. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's half Asian, half white. Oh yeah, yeah his That's dad's Asian. Like Clarence Kennedy, yeah. correct? Yeah, Clarence Kennedy's a crazy fucker yeah, too. Yeah, he is. Um, but the thing about like. His legs freak oh, me the fuck, fuck out. out, dude. He looks like he looks like a frog. I, I guarantee you, he could probably dunk a basketball standing, mm-hmm. like just uh, standing vertical. Oh yeah. Just I, dunk, yeah, I bet you he could jump. I bet you he could leap forward like a, a half mile, dude. Yeah, that, that dude just has like bulletproof knees. He yes, he's known for never wearing knee sleeves or anything. Never. Oh, I know dude. it's crazy. And just how he bounces out of the bottom of his squat. Yeah, yeah. like you watch the Cal Strength videos and like Shank would wrap he dude he would wrap up his knees like a fucking mummy. Uh huh. Um, and so would John North because yep. it's excru- it's excruciating. I mean, dude, at 18 years old, I was having to wrap up my knees. It got right. to the point where like, dude, I was clean jerking so much and like, he took it out already. I'm gonna put it back in here okay. a bit. Oh, <laughs> dude, eight milligrams is. Fucking That's eight? A lot, yeah. Oh, you're powering through, bud. That's a lot. Usually I do 18 milligrams with the rogue pouches. Yeah. I do three of the sixes. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm a fucking psychopath yeah, that's, for that. That's psychopathic behavior yeah. there. Dude, those nicotine salts yeah. are fucking... More, More, please. But uh, anyway, so like, <laughs> back then the way thing. So like, yeah, you can squat to get better and like you can do like standing shoulder presses, you can do like jerks to get better. But at the end of the day, like they'll tell you like the professionals, like the best of best will tell you like it, it really doesn't ever get better. Like your lifts don't ever get better unless you just do like the repetitive motion of like the clean jerk or the snatch just over and over and over again. Like, dude, there's just one time I like I, I failed. I was like trying to clean like 275 clean jerk it. I failed like 10 times in a row and like a couple of like my you know like a couple of my buddies were standing by me and like one of the coaches and they're telling me like you know like you need to give up before you hurt i'm like well you don't really get better at this right unless you just like your body keeps getting used to like failing at it yeah eventually like you will get it yeah you know um, and and so chavo i'm sure you can build on that <clears throat> but something me and chavo talked about um on the way here was that chavo looks at it um, you can go in and, and, and describe it yourself, but he, the way that he explained it to me is that that's he he views that almost as like a as a setback, what of, do you mean? of like a failing something like five or six times and be like I have to get it today or else. Oh, I mean, like it's not that you have to get today. I think it's that you just have to keep doing it so that you know what the weight feels like. Because the thing like with uh, like those lifts as as it pretend like. You cannot keep on failing a 405-pound squat or else you will fuck up your back. You're going to tear your hamstring. You're going to tear your hamstring. You're going to fuck up. You're going to tear an ACL, MCL. But you can, strange enough as it sounds, you can fail a snatch and you can fail a clean jerk over and over again without really doing long-term damage. I mean, without dropping it on your fucking neck. Or yeah, I hate to say long-term damage because... It's happened. Everything, that's yeah. ha- everything that you think has happened in a lifting, lifting yeah, has happened. Has happened. But you can pick up the bar... 
you know, jerk it to your hips and kind of be like, okay, well, I feel this one because I obviously can't get to like a rack position. Right. Yeah. Chuff, you want to go out this a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I can definitely say from experience, like when I first hit 255 on snatch, um, the same day I failed it like six different times. Yeah. But you can, you can almost feel when you're not going to make a lift and when you are. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a matter of, am I extending my hips and my knees at the same time? Am I yeah. scooping underneath the bar when uh-huh. I'm supposed to? Am I bending my arms too much? Mm. And like, it was up until that last one I hit, everything felt right. And next thing I knew, weight was above me. Yeah. Uh, so can you talk on more on, on that mindset okay, cool. of, what's up? Chad, would you keep the mic a little closer to your mouth? Got gotcha. you. Right, we don't want to sound like yeah. fucking yokels. Yeah. Really <laughs> All right. That's one thing I will stand for. Yeah. You don't come on a basement crew radio on time. <laughs> Speak like a dick. <laughs> That's some Joey shit. That's some Joey like shit. Joey yell from across now, the room. Here's what Joey does. He'll put the mic down and just keep talking. And I, I want to punt him in the face with my foot. Like, you fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, Chava, if you, if you kind of want to go into more depth on that mindset. Yeah, I mean, it feels well, like for those those minor readjustments you you can physically feel them but not only physically um kind of like metaphysically i mean you feel it you feel it in your brain you almost feel it in your joints i'm sure whenever yeah whenever you feel like you're not putting enough effort into your kind of into your whenever you're thrusting the bar and you're trying to shrug the bar to the front rack position um can you can you go more into that yeah i mean there's just so many moving parts to each of the lifts Mm -hmm. And you can definitely tell, especially now with like something that I've run into. Um, I've, I've been lifting, um, with a standard program for a little bit, a couple months and it's just majority clean and jerks and snatches how you think. And I mean, I can definitely tell that I've not gained enough strength in certain positions of the movement mm-hmm. and so there's certain positions of the movement where my form starts to fall apart that is so and interesting to me i've been having a lot of problems with once i get above my knees of throwing my chest backwards trying to heave the bar higher yeah so your pool's just not heavy enough and so <laughs> my whenever the clean comes above my knee and i go to change directions with it to go into the front rack me throwing my chest back throws the bar forward me throwing my hips into it mm-hmm. and so i can't get underneath of it yeah so like it's like it would for our listeners out there what he's saying is uh like at, at the top of his high pool wherever he's trying <laughs> wherever he's trying to get it into like the front rack position it's the distance between the bar and himself is is yeah. it's too it's too far for our listeners Corlin's translating uh mexican right now oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck uh no but um yeah, that I mean, is, okay, it's so like, to go into the background of this whole thing, because we probably sound like psychopaths to talk about this right now. So I started Olympic weightlifting when I was 18, and, you know, Court and uh, Chavo were, like, two years younger than me. Chavo really took a liking to it because, like, I became, like, overly obsessed with it. Like, dude, I I had, like, a disillusion where I was like, I'm going to make the Olympic team. That, that's no bullshit. I was like, I, I don't care if I have to get, like, surgery 10 years from now. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, I, that's how much I loved it. I'd wake up every morning, like, listen to, like, old, like, Attitude Nation um like weightlifting talk that was shankle and north old mm-hmm. podcast back in the day anyway so obviously i got thrown to the wayside due to like a myriad of you know different reasons but you had a liking to it and uh i actually got really excited when court told me like a couple years back that you were like competing yeah 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 looking to compete yeah uh and like getting real into it because you're actually of the age right now where you can still make some shit happen yeah um like me i'm about to turn you know like 26 it's 
you know, even if I wanted to, like, just do, like, a competition for fun, which I still might do, like, in the future. But, um, like, you can actually make progress right now and, like, do something with it. So, uh, anyway, travel got really into it. Um, and, obviously... Well, I mean, honestly, me and, <clears throat> me and travel put on a, a clinic. Oh, yeah, you got into whole, it a little bit your senior year, too. For a whole fucking year, a whole summer. I mean, me and Chavo ran the school mm-hmm. and with with power cleans and snatches mm-hmm. for for literally probably a year maybe a year and a half i know um shout out to jack mitchell jack jack <laughs> did it with us a lot too yeah he did like quite frequently yeah jack's um, a fucking beast dude but, he was like I mean, 315 was, clean in high school oh my god it was crazy jack was the one guy like i saw him lift and like i had a uh, like a bunch of knowledge you know like about the shit because i did so much like studying up on it i sure. mean physically i wasn't really designed you know, yeah, to excel in it. But I saw who was. And I was like, well, if I could just like give them some tips, because honestly, it's like one of those things you want to look back. At. It's like, dude, I thought of it as like playing a video game, and you know how you have like a, I don't know, like a my character, like you create. I was like, dude, yep. like like a my player. Yeah. That's how I felt. I'm like, I'm like designing this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So like, you liked it, and I saw Jack did. I was like, dude, if I could get Jack to like actually do some of this shit, it'd be cool just to just to see, mm-hmm. just to see, because you wonder like who's capable and who's not, like. Shankle, North, obviously those are like outliers. You know, Jack, an outlier, in my opinion. That's how I view him. Yeah. Um, Chavo, I think you've gotten so good at, even if you weren't like physically designed to excel, you have excelled. You know, so that says a lot about you and your like your work ethic. But uh, yeah, so Chavo kept going. And uh, Chavo, if you want to get in like how long you've been training, where you train at, or you don't have to say the name place where you train at, but like you, like, you train like four or five days a week. Um, right now I'm in the, uh, strength portion mm-hmm. this month Yeah, and it's about six days a week Okay, and maybe like hour and a half, two hours maybe. Yeah. But I um, mean, it's a, it's a lot of accessory work and a lot of working on, like I said, the, my weak point is the different positions in the pool. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of cleans below the knee and then, um, a lot of long complexes. Yeah. Kind of teaching you that. You might be tired, but you can still make the positions. Yeah. That's really big. You see a lot of guys, I mean, they'll clean this extraordinary weight, mm-hmm. but the clean gasses them out and yep. no way they can get underneath the jerk. Yeah. That's the thing that uh, used to just, I used to, like, I used to be in awe of, uh, like, the guys from Kazakhstan and uh, Russia mm-hmm. and, uh, well, China, really. China is the best best example of this but oh, uh, we gotta get into that too we gotta get into their their uh technique looks like it was designed on a computer on a yeah on a computer. computer um and it's something like i used to watch i don't know if you ever gotten like the cow strength guys or anything like that i don't know if you watch videos on anybody else like, i mean i was west, like okay i don't know if you know who like west kits is and those guys i've seen videos yeah. of like west kits and everybody but i mean yeah at the very start i was really into like donnie shankle and john North. yeah john north those are the goats dude i don't care who you are like if you if you give a fuck about this at all or even if you don't if you're interested in what we're talking about at all go look up john north donnie shankle on youtube and i mean it is like at the least it's entertaining just because, like, they're, like, charismatic when they yeah. do this shit. It's not like your typical, like, 
bodybuilding guy who like walks around the gym and like talks about his list for like 50 minutes like these guys are just they don't really talk but they're doing lists and they're fucking animated afterwards yeah. their their mentality just like as they train is just crazy yeah. donnie shankle if he needed a plate he'd just go and walk up walk, just pull, take, it, pull yeah. it off somebody's bar yeah just take just like take somebody's shit and they're and honestly they just look and are like yeah that's donnie's plate <laughs> this is donnie's gym but uh yeah so i would like i'd watch those guys for hours and then i got around to um you know watching different countries like mm-hmm. and I, I even got to watch uh like i got around to watching like i think his name is uh demos you know who that is mm, it Dude, sounds familiar yeah he's uh he lifted for greece um oh no i, I know what you're talking about yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah he's he's the goat Chava, who, um, oh there's another guy for kazakhstan i forgot he he actually is the goat uh Ilyanov, um fuck i can't think of his name right now the dude is like balding on top he's shorter he has acne all the time so i know he shoots up oh yeah there's no way those guys don't do steroids no but it's, it's it's a problem yeah. in the sport yeah it's so <laughs> it's, a, it's a huge problem and the, and the only thing about it is that like america is the only country that doesn't do steroids so we're that that i know of that i always perceived what well, the way i believe it, it's it's run is that each country has their own like Testing system. Testing system. And we have USADA. Yeah. USADA is very stringent to but, where if they show up and they want a piss test, yeah. they will not leave until they get your piss test and they have to watch you pee. Yeah. And then you see documentaries like Icarus yeah. with, um, gosh, what, what, uh, what what's the main character? It's like Isakov. He was like the, the guy who ran the Russian yeah. lifting program. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that was me and Chavo watched that documentary together, um, Icarus. And uh, if you don't know, it, it's basically about the, the Russian doping scandal mm-hmm. that happens exclusively every four years. I mean, uh, people people are getting their blood work drawn. Um, they're doing like urine testing analysis. And the seal is almost always broken on yeah. these bottles. And they had um, something I heard about, too, where like they had this like scheme set up where like where they do like... You- like the testing at there's yeah. like holes in the wall. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. You know, and they like pass through piss tests yeah. through yes. a hole in the wall and shit like that. And, and you uh, see, like a lot of those countries too, they have schedules set up to where whatever drug they're taking, mm-hmm. they know exactly when to stop it. Because to where when it comes to time to piss, yeah, it's all cleared from their system. Yeah, and even like as it pertains to like, and this is just like we're talking about like the Olympics and primarily like the Olympic weightlifting teams, but I mean this is a problem when it comes to like the UFC even. You just something as simple as that, you know, which is not obviously that's a bigger brand and a bigger thing than Olympic weightlifting will ever be because it's more entertaining mm-hmm. um, to the majority of, you know, the world's population. But um, yeah, there's a, I mean, we have USADA, but there's also a thing called WADA, which is, WADA, the, which is the World, world Anti Doping Agency. Agency. Yeah. And those guys are dirty. Yeah, that's a dirty fucking organization, and and you know like why wouldn't it be? Because money talks at the end of the day. Every every. So it comes time. down to like, yeah, Russia's winning, you know, gold medals. China's winning gold medals, as it pertains like like, you know, like weightlifting and shit. But I mean, if you ask me, like, they're not really winning anything. You know, I mean, you're it's a dirty sport. You're, I mean, sure, you're like. You're lifting better than all these other guys who are also dirty, but at the same time, you're not beating the guys who are clean that I know of. Have you guys heard the story? So, um, I think I've heard Matt Frazier t- is was the one to talk about this. Yeah, <clears throat> Matt Frazier was talking about how basically the programs that they'll run in foreign countries for 
any type of like uh, Olympic weightlifting movement, mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll give these guys these these athletes drugs, and they will bolt bars to the fucking ground. Yeah, because their 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 method is the heaviest weight that you can lift is the weight that you cannot lift. Yeah. So if you're literally say you're you're literally you're working on your deadlift portion, uh, on on your power clean. What you're going to do is you're going to bolt a bar to the ground and you're just going to pull on that motherfucker to, with maximum effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're, you're going to break down your body and then your body's going to be like, oh, like yeah. 400 pounds doesn't seem so heavy anymore because I can actually move it up off the floor. Yeah. Well, like the Chinese do a thing where basically like they have a unreasonable amount of weight set up, let's say 700 pounds, right? And they have it on like a front rack and they'll unrack it and just have it in like in a rack position and they'll bounce up and down. It's not just meant to bounce up and down, but it's meant to bounce up and down as if you're, you know, getting ready to catapult into a jerk, right? And yeah. it'll do that as like a to like build up like their suspension, if you will. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's, so yeah. that way, when you have 450 pounds, you're like, oh, this is fucking light because I've I've racked, I've you know, like unracked 700 pounds. And it, I mean, it does a really good job of just uh, training and prepping your your CNS, your central nervous system. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's just like yes. like you talk about like you know. Um. The bars being bolted to the ground. If you're pulling against gravity, you know what I'm saying. It's not really gravity, but if you're pulling something that is, uh, you it's know, like, like pushing against a wall. Like exactly, if you were to, if you were to walk up to a brick wall, wall and, push and push against it, it push and then you were to walk up to a door that is mm-hmm. only hinged, yeah, into the wall, mm-hmm. dude, you're gonna be able to push through that fucking door eventually. Eventually, yeah. After days and days of pushing on this brick wall, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's the same kind of yeah, same That's, kind of analogy. That's why Shank will have like 600 pounds, um, 600, 700 pounds on like a, I don't know, like just, let's just say like on the floor and he'll get down as if he, and he gets down too. And you can tell like he's in his mind, he's about to jerk it. Right. Because if you go up to it and you're like, I'm just going to pull it. Mm. What's that really do? You have to have the mindset of like, I'm actually going to try to jerk this without going under it. When we say jerk. Crazy. All our gay listeners are probably think that we're talking about masturbating. <laughs> we're not. You silly <laughs> bastards. Yeah. I get a lot of that at work whenever yeah. I try to tell them what I do. <laughs> Clean and I jerk. Fucking um, that imbeciles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you fucking imbeciles. Yeah, I remember when I used to jerk too. Yeah. Jerk weights. Fucking yeah. Jerk yeah. myself. Yeah. My buddies possibly. <laughs> my We're buddies. not gonna talk about that part of my life. That was only at Penn State. <laughs> uh, <sighs> dude, I okay. So an, another thing to talk about is. So you were talking about that mindset, literally walking up to like Shankle walking up to a six hundred pound bar, yeah. just being like in his mind, I'm going to jerk this, mm-hmm. even though he knows it's it's not it's that not he's only going to pull it to his he's only going to pull it to his hips and, and maybe thrust it. Yeah, dude, it's not really the thrust; it's it's the the motion of getting under without getting under. Right. Because when people think about like the clean, they think about like thrusting it, and like that's what I was. I probably told you wrong back in the day. I told you like hit it off your hit it off your hips. It's not really hitting off your hips. It's actually mm-hmm. just making contact with your body so you can make it. Uh, the path you want to you want to have the path of the bar as close to as your body as straight line as possible. As close to your center close, of gravity as, as possible. To, exactly. Yeah. You want your body like the straight momentum. to midline. Yeah, straight midline. Uh, and that's what it is. So like people, <laughs> it's funny in high school they teach kids to, like clean and they teach them like literally hit the bar as humanly possible as hard as humanly possible <laughs> off their fucking hips thighs and they're like damn near break their femur it's a great you know? foundation though it is a great it's yeah, a great it's, foundation it's good i mean because but at the same day it's like dude do you really think you're gonna acquire enough hip power to like break like to 
dispose of this bar all 200 and something pounds off it like just with your hips but it's better it's better than literally visualizing oh, yeah. you pulling it up with your rotator cuffs yeah to yeah. the fucking yeah. front rack position yeah that's something also you teach a kid you're like fucking rotator cuff. yeah i mean like a kid like you teach them how to clean and they're gonna bend like bend at the elbows and try to literally pull like an upright row with the fucking bar yeah, yeah. Right. that's why i told chava when right. he was young i was like dude you just want to keep your arms straight as possible yes this like literally you're not really pulling the bar you're you're essentially pulling it with the momentum of your body in a straight line position only to get under it as humanly possible as quick as humanly possible then therein lies the like fast twitch muscle explosion we're talking about right you know what i'm saying now we're getting to the depths of this <clears throat> well i i also what I, what I was trying to um expand on earlier was dude i think in my opinion i think olympic weightlifting is one of the grittiest sports on the planet like it i mean i think it's i'd honestly think it's right up there with like wrestling and oh mixed martial arts dude you have to be a fucking a a crazy person every day it's yeah it's it's dude uh, there's not a whole lot of people who have the who have the nuts i don't have the nuts to literally try and in and clean above you know 280 pounds every day rep after rep because dude listen man bodybuilding's fun or like for me, running is fun because it's like, dude, I, if I'm not feeling, you know, 160 pounds, yeah, I'll I'll just bring it down to fucking 100 yeah. pounds and just do yeah. a burnout set, and then I feel comfortable yeah. afterwards. Like personally, I do stuff for like enjoyment. Yeah, these days yeah. I really don't have it. Like when I was 18, I was okay with like suffering on a daily basis. Yeah, I like try to meet, and honestly, I wasn't competing for anything. I was I was prepping in hopes that I could compete at like age 20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, dude, Shankle used to tell a story about. He lived with this this old guy for like a period of time. I can't remember the guy's name anymore, but he was like an, an older like Russian uh, gentleman who used to lift for um, lift for the Russian Olympic weightlifting team. And then he was a coach for a long time. And mm-hmm. then he came over to America and started teaching like Americans. Um, and I don't know if he ever had any do it. I don't know. I can't remember if he had anything to do with like. If he had any Olympians on the team? No, I can't remember program. if he was like aligned with Pinlay or not because Pinlay was like North and Shankle's coach. But anyway, this guy, um, dude, he was like, Shankle described him as being like Master Splinter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Literally, this guy was like old as fuck, had a cane. And yeah. like, he would tell Shankle, like, he'd basically like, he wouldn't even write out his programs. He'd just like tell him what to do. And he'd like go to the gym with him. Yeah. Like orchestrate him as if he was like a puppet or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they'd get home, right? It's like the custom auto Tyson. Exactly. And he'd get home. Regimen. Yeah. He tells us one story by Hale. Uh, it was like New Year's Eve. And the old guy was like making like a huge dinner. Because Shank was big and like eat as much as humanly fucking possible. Yeah. Like eat till you're about to like vomit. Because who gives a fuck if you look good? Exactly. You, it's, it's about those, lifting the weight. Those calories have a purpose. Yeah. The good okay. the good calories and the bad calories. Yeah. Okay, so this guy was making like dinner, like a bunch of fucking meat and like pasta and bread and shit like that. And uh, Shank was sitting, sitting on like the recliner and he was watching something because it was like New Year's Eve. He was like watching South Park or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. The guy came in with and he like came in with his dinner and like he set the dinner down and he was like, don't watch that basically. And Shake was like, why? And he's like, well, because that is like, you're burning energy just from like an emotional oh my capacity to watch that. And he was like, what you need to do is sit there and visualize the lifts and just all basically, it was all about like visual, 
is all about like visual visualization. Yeah, visual visual. You say it. Visual. I'm Lenovo. I'm retarded. <laughs> but so he was like, no, just you need to visualize yourself doing this and anything else, like literally anything else, other than go, walking and going to the bathroom, is about like the conservation of your energy and where the energy is put forth. And he wanted all of his energy literally to solely be put forth into um, either lifting the weight or thinking about how to lift the weight. And it was like, the way Shangle described it, it was like one of the most, not only like artistic things I've ever heard, you know? It's fucking psychopathy. But, is well, what it yeah, is. it was like, it's, yeah. <laughs> but also it was, there was a lot of beauty behind it. Oh, because extremely. you think about like some of the greatest painters, some of the like greatest composers, you know, of all time. And that's what their lives are invested in. Everything else is just white noise. There's no walking your dog at that point. There's no watch going to the movies. It is. There's one obsession. There is one thing. I I paint. I compose. I lift. I do this, and everything else is built around how I perceive that, and the end goal. And obviously, Shankle. We talk about Shankle a lot. He never did anything. I think he was a backup for the Olympics one time. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all due to Kendrick Ferris. No way. Fuck with Kendrick it's, Ferris. It's, it's the grit. It's the it's it's the it's the well, the mentality of it is just like. Dude, I don't care how hard this is going to get. I, w- I won't quit. Like, oh, I'm yeah. Fucking, I, it just won't happen. You're yeah. not going to see me quit. Nobody's going to get me to that point. Like, And just like the mindset, dude, is... Just keep trying until you can't. Like, It's a crazy mindset. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And uh, Chavi, if you want to go into like, what like what are some of like the emotion, emotional states yeah. and the, and like the, like the triggers that you feel like you have... As you're walking up to a bar, dude, it, it's it's crazy, man. Like, it's literally you're walking up to a bar and it's just you. Like, yeah, you have a coach, obviously, but it's it's just you up there. Like, what what are you feeling whenever you whenever they call your name? Yeah, you've actually bar? competed in like right competitions. So. How, how many times have you competed now? If you want to go into all that, I think it's been four times now. Mm-hmm. But I mean. When I mean when you're when you're clean and jerking and snatching like near maximal weights for your attempts because you only you only get three each. Mm-hmm. At no point does the bar ever really feel light. Yeah. So like when you break a bar off the ground, I mean that's probably going to be the slowest movement of the entire thing mm-hmm. is getting the bar to above your knees, mm-hmm. and then once the bar is above your knees, that's whenever it's it's go time. You have to put everything you can into the bar, mm-hmm. and I mean just. It's definitely nerve-wracking whenever you go to a competition because the way it's set up, you get to the platform, you're the only one out there. Mm-hmm. You're facing an entire crowd of people looking eye-to-eye with you, watching you. And, I mean, it's kind of hard to not get lost in the noise of the crowd and everything like that because you have to focus on how you're going to move this bar. I mean, it's, it's definitely soul-crushing, too, whenever you have a weight you've hit plenty of times before oh. and then just one little mistake oh, puts yeah. the bar too out too far out forward and you can't get underneath of it or if you jerk and you don't stick your back foot back far enough mm-hmm. and you don't have the room to fully extend your elbows and you just you just have to you just have to drop it so on so whenever you do miss that weight that you've pr'd two three weeks prior what kind of are you feeling any are you feeling any doubts are you feeling kind of like a doubtful feeling for your next attempt or are you feeling more 
optimistic or I mean, if you can kind of go into that. It's definitely something I've talked to my coach a couple of times is just, I've got a bad mentality when it comes to all of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've definitely been trying to work on it is I can get so far into my head after a, a mistake or a miss mm-hmm. and I get really emotional about it, which is never something you want to do when you're doing something so technical. Oh yeah. It's, it's almost, it's almost better to be a cyborg, a, a, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a robot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's how the Chinese and the Russians are like, dude, I've, I, if you watch videos, you rarely see the Russians and the Chinese and like dudes from like Kazakhstan, like Georgia. I don't mean the state. I mean like country of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Georgia. Dude, they never get fucking upset or like really like emotionally distraught at all. Yeah. I mean, they are fucking blank faced. Like, I mean, like it's like their coach is like putting in the numbers and it's like, okay, you're not, okay, go out there and lift, you know. I wonder if they're doing stuff like, uh, have you guys heard of beta blockers? Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. I wonder if people, you know, they say that um, professional like orchestras, mm-hmm. um, they're really big on beta blockers or. I'm sure fighters take beta blockers, but to me, I feel like that would impede your performance though. Cause a lot of it, like I get, you have to be like breath of like emotional, but you need that distress. anxiousness. You need that anxious. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, to me, like I think emotion has a lot to like, if you're taking the emotional capabilities, of, you know, of like out of the lift or out of like the performance and like what drives you, you know, what drives anything if it's not a, if it's not like an emotional well, unless you're thinking of it as just an extension of you, or an extension if, of somebody else. If you think of it, if you think of it as or 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 an extension of somebody else, that's yeah. a good way to put it too. Yeah. I feel like if you were to kind of culminate it all together, and just you know, this bar is an extension of myself. You're you're gonna have different like thought patterns while you're lifting the bar i feel like almost yeah because if, if you and that goes with a lot of things man if, if you completely separate yourself from anything that you're doing in life it it's a lot hard it's a lot harder i should say to kind of look back with, with hindsight and to kind of break down what you did wrong or right yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if that's making any sense yeah no like i i definitely understand what you're saying okay. or what you're trying to say um so Chavo, okay, so you have a coach. Yeah. Okay. And what's your program look like? So like like I said, it's I mean primarily like clean jerk and snatch, I would assume. Yeah, so like do you have variations that you have to work because I know how you talked about from your from your from your thighs, like from from your quads to your, your, your front rack, you said that's kind of one of your weak weak points. Yeah, it's 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 definitely breaking the bar off the ground because you okay the one thing that they talk about is whenever you first break the bar off the ground you're squatting the weight up yeah and your torso angle is super important you have to keep your torso angle Ooh. chest up right chest up chest up you gotta show and the letters i have I, it's, it's it's definitely a lack of strength and a lack of um um a lack of lack of strength in, in your back. Mm-hmm. So like I have a I have a bad yeah. problem of whenever I break the bar, my hips rise, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore I'm too far over the bar already. Yeah. So are you saying like your your hips rise from like um like like your like your hamstrings are lengthening or your hips are rising 
too far forward or backwards. So if your hips rise, basically you're taking like, to me what it seems like, without doing the movement right now, you take all the power out of your hamstrings. Yeah. you uh, Because when, if your hips are the first thing to like elevate, that means you're not first and foremost pushing up with like the, I don't know, for lack of better terminology, um, you think about gravity, you know, like the lowermost point is going to be the driver behind it all of it. Definitely. Your hips are not the lowest thing at that point. If you're... It's your ass, it's your glutes, and your hamstrings. Right. Your hips and your chest have to rise at the same time. If your mm-hmm. hips rise, it means you drop your chest. Yeah. So and like then your, you're pretty much just taking all the power. Ah. You're taking your... Okay. The bar's going to fall over yourself, eventually. Yeah. You're removing... Yeah. You're taking the bar away from your center of gravity, like you said. Yeah. Right? So you can't, you can't actively drive. Yeah. And it's... You almost have to throw your chest over and try to make up for that. Mm-hmm. Now, do you come home every night and, like, obviously you have to eat, like, a pig? You know, you have to. Okay, oh, yeah. so, so, like, does your girlfriend, like, cook meals for you and shit and, like, just fucking load you up? Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough that after I get off work and yeah. I have to go train, my girlfriend is nice enough for to actually <laughs> yeah. make me dinner and stuff like yeah. that. So, okay. I mean. Same, have, brother. Same. Because yeah. if you're lifting like that, dude, and you're, like, at, like, a calorie deficit, I mean, you're fucked. You're not, you're not getting any better at all. Which is crazy because, like, a lot of those lifters, like, some of them have to, like, cut weight. I don't know how you do that. Chavo has to cut. Chavo's got to cut down to what two thirty eight. So, well, so are you a okay? You're not eighty five. So you're. Let me think about how it goes. It goes one hundred five, ninety four, eighty five. Right. It's like as far as like kilos. We're talking about kilos. The ones I'm I know for sure are like. Or is eighty two? It's like eighty nine. Oh, is eighty nine now? I don't, I'm not sure what goes below that, but it it, cha- it changes. Well, there's yeah okay like back like years ago like 2016, 15 races. I remember there's seventy seven. That was definitely one. It might have been 82 kilos, and then a 94 kilo, mm. then 105. And then 105 ended up being like 225, like 230 in pounds, right? And then it ended up being like, above that was like super heavyweight or something like that. Yeah. And that's where you get those big, fat motherfuckers. Yeah. That are just like, even though, <laughs> I hate to say this, but some of those women, dude, are some fucking mountains, bro. Fucking yeah. Trapzilla. Oh, dude, they're like Godzilla-looking bitches. And then, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's some crazy. She-hole-looking It's crazy, dude. I know there's just uh there's one that used to live for America. I can't remember her name anymore. Um <laughs> she she lived in the Olympics like three times. So uh, she was definitely on exogenous hormones though. I don't think that thing. She was just a huge person. Really? Yeah, she ate a lot of food. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Chavo was talking about Chavo was talking to me about this earlier, um, before we came here. You were talking about the Chinese woman with masculine features, if you want to talk about that real quick. Uh, so like I I listened to the uh the USA, USAW has their own podcast. And oh, really? That's cool. Hosted by who? Who's the host of it? Can't. Oh, Chad Vaughn. Oh, yeah. I know, I know Chad Vaughn is. Yeah. And I can't. The other, the other one's slipping in my mind right now. Chad Vaughn lifted in the Olympics once upon a time as a 77. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hilarious. I know all this still. And yeah. I, I, do, I haven't even, literally, I haven't been paying attention to anything. You haven't brushed up on it in w- years. In four, like four or five years. Yeah. I still know all this in the back of my yeah. head. That's how fucking deep I was in this yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff Vaughn actually had a really good uh, account on Instagram. Um, can't remember what it's called anymore. He was like knees over toes before knees over toes guy. No shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, generally, like that was his thing. I don't know. That guy got his sh- shit from like wherever. Jeff Vaughn was doing that way before. Like, Dude, I do knees over toes. I I, I do that program, man. Yeah. I I I work on my knee and the hip mobility mm-hmm. and my lower back mobility constantly, dude. Mm-hmm. Those are like the biomarkers to like mm-hmm. as you age. Those are the biomarkers that kind of say whether you or not you're fucked. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, now I have a question for Chavo. Have you heard of, because uh, there are people who live for a long period of time, right? And they'll just disappear yeah. because of injuries. <laughs> they will, dude. So there's a guy named Ian Wilson. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I don't think I have. Ian Wilson. He was the prodigy for America for a long time. Now it's like CJ Cummings. Okay. You know who that is? Uh-uh. I don't think yeah, so. CJ, okay, look up CJ Cummings. He's like our... Our generation. Our of, generation. He's like Michael Jordan of like Olympic Willis. He's a he's a <laughs> he's a, crazy. He's a black kid, not a kid anymore. He's probably my age now. Yeah. But from like Louisiana or something like that. Yeah. Uh, corn fed. It's him. It's CJ and Clarence. They're brothers. Really? Yeah. Not, That's fucking cool. And That's um, so cool. He is he's a little guy. He looks like the fifty four pound not fifty four pound, fifty four uh, kilo. Yeah, fifty four kilo weight class. Uh so he's like he's not he's not he's not big. He, That's like two oh two? Or no, no, no two oh six. He weighs like one seventy something, I think, or one sixty something, and okay. um, lifts weight. I mean, lifts numbers that you would just, I mean, roll your eyes at. It's so fucking astonishing. It's like just comical what he does. Chavo said that there's. What was the highest lift of the winner of the last comp you went to? Like, what was the? What What are just some of the numbers you saw and you were just like, okay, that guy's fucking. He's either on some shit or he's just built as a different human. So at the last one, we had a uh, one was a athlete for the same coach that I have, mm-hmm. and I mean him and this other guy. Um, the other guy was unaffiliated, had no coach. Yeah, and these guys are all snatching well above three hundred pounds. Oh my no, god! I was asked, do they drug test you for these things? No, no drug test. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because um, they don't really start, I don't think, until you get into more like the... National, international. Yeah, like U.S. Open, shit like that. Um, so, do you know who uh, Nathan Damron is? Mm-mm. Yeah, you need to brush up on your lifters. I do. He's yeah. worried about his own fucking shit. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, me, like, I was all... I mean... You I wanted to too. idolize the sport. I wanted to know who is the best so I could... Model. Model off them. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I started knowing, like... Fucking all these guys. Um, so who? Just a quick question. Um, yeah. Who's kind of like who's the idol for everybody in the room? Like who's who's everybody's me Olympic lifting idol? If we can. Oh, Shankle's mine. It'll always be Shankle for so me. So Shankle. I think Shankle is yeah. the epitome of what a lifter should be as far as like yeah Olympic weightlifting. I think Shankle did it. He fucked up by starting later in life. Yeah. He started around my age. Whoa. He didn't start when he was sixteen, seventeen. He was in the Marines for a while. And his oh. fucking shoulders and uh so are he ridiculous dude he is like if if he was born like 1400 1500 he would be a templar knight and not only that he'd be like a general for the templar knights like if 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 you were to see i would love to see what he did with the marines like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to know what his like position was he's probably somewhere in the infantry <sighs> i yeah. bet he was a fucking monster out there yeah. um, he used to tell stories about how he'd go like like when like he wasn't on the range um obviously you know like you could lift over there and like afghanistan uh, shit that's all you did and he would spend like three hours squatting a day oh my god Damn. after like going on the range and like doing like you know pt and shit like that he would just go squat just ridiculous amounts of weight which is cool i mean mm-hmm. um but to me like i think he's he's probably not the well obviously he's not the epitome no, he's not regarded as like the most decorated. Okay, yeah. I think he is like if you want to point to somebody who did it most, like the Russians did it, and like the Chinese. Yeah, um, I think he did. 
So you think his his program was probably the most impressive that you know of? Like, I think from a mindset, he had the most foreign mindset when it came to okay. Olympic weightlifting in this country. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think the reason he uh, isn't the best is because he didn't start early in life. I think he started late when the Chinese are pushing out kids at 10 years old. Chavo was talking about that too, man. Eight years old, just to snatch and clean your uh, sticks. Yeah. Broomsticks. Which is what Bars. we did that too at 12 years old, but it's... You're not having a decorated coach who's coached like mm. 30 Olympians to coach you how to position a snatch and clean jerk with a broomstick at like eight years old when the mechanics of your body have not been touched yet right? by any That's external so forces. That's so You, you think about a kid who's like running, jumping, doing all... Because like mechanically, your body's designed to do all kinds of different things, but you will etch a groove um, all over your body. What I mean by a groove is once you learn how to do something, it's very hard. It's 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 that, easy to learn how to do something. It's hard to untangle how to, you yeah. know, how to do something. You're talking about that fluid movement is so, it's just so ingrained into their muscle memory and to like, and even into like their body patterns. Because already, dude, I mean, you can see whenever, whenever you see an Olympic power lift, uh, mm-hmm. an Olympic weightlifter, Mm-hmm. You see that, dude, it's just like big shoulders, <clears throat> fucking big forearms, mm-hmm. little, small chest, almost exclusively yeah. there's no chest in, in, yeah. in Olympic weightlifting. No chest. Fucking ass yeah. and hamstrings for days, yeah. quads for days, and so, no calves. <laughs> I'll tell you like, just, a great example. It's perfect, dude. <clears throat> yeah, like a great example of, uh, this might get into the weeds a little bit. Okay. We can get in, we, uh, we can probably get through with it. Okay. You ever notice how quarterbacks, everybody notices it, quarterbacks in the NFL historically yeah. have not been black. Correct. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because they wouldn't make good quarterbacks. I think a coach finds um, a kid starting in 6th, 7th grade, right? Yeah. Predominantly white. Yeah. Teaches him how to play quarterback. Teaches him the motor skills, the throwing motions, everything, right? That kid's going to get really good at throwing football. They're going to take the black kid. Put a running back, wide receiver, tight end, cornerback, safety, linebacker. Fucking defensive end. Dude, dude, tackle, dude. So, um, there, there's actually a saying. It, well, go ahead. thought. I think if you're to reverse the roles, take that kid, right, starting in sixth, seventh grade, teach him the same things you're teaching a Will Levis, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Yep. He's going to get the motion down. Because, like, every time one of these quarterbacks come out, like, uh, this year is a kid named uh, Colts just drafted him, Anthony uh, Richardson. Yeah, yeah, one of the greatest. He's regarded as one of the greatest freaks ever to come out in a draft. This kid can run, jump, uh, like the Josh Allen type, dude. He, no, I mean much better than Josh Allen. Really, physically, he he really. They say he's like he can do things that Cam Newton couldn't think of doing physically. Wow. But you always hear this when they come out. Oh, I like to see if he can throw the ball. Well, maybe he was playing tight end up until it's like junior year of high school. Maybe so if you true. would have taken the kid so at Peewee football and taught him how to throw a football and taught him the mechanics and the reads, he would have been a better passer. Mm-hmm. That's like Tannehill, dude. Tannehill did not, he did not start his quarterbacking career mm-hmm. until he got into collegiate sports. And it was, he was a junior in college yeah. whenever he first touched yeah. football as a quarterback. And, and, like and he's a professional fucking quarterback now. By the way, great. I, I don't really blame the coaches for what their mindset is. I don't think it's like 
no, based no, I think, on age. I think it's the coaches. Yeah, I know, but I don't think it's based on like a racial bias. Like you're black, you can't pick. Oh no, yeah. I think it's you are physically gifted and more than any kid on this roster. I need you at a position where you can impact everywhere. Or like you know, like yeah. let's put you at receiver because there's not a, cor- a cornerback that's going to touch you on this field. Right. Let's put you at running back. Who the fuck's going to tackle you? Right. You know. Let's put you at safety. You're going to basically, you know, you're going to be the general of this defense. You're going to. I mean, there's not a fucking tackle you're going to miss. Okay. Yeah. Linebacker, whatever it may be. How about hey? And you know, like I get that. You know that that happens like high school teams. You put a kid at a position other than quarterback because a lot of times like. High school teams don't know how to necessarily like throw the ball. You know, they don't know the passing game yet. It's the hardest thing to learn, the passing game. Yeah. It's a reason quarterback's most highest paid position out there. But to me, it's like, hey, let's put this kid in, let's put him a fucking quarterback. You know? Because what impacts the game more than the quarterback? You know what's crazy? Okay, so you say this. So I heard, I was listening to a podcast of the uh, the defensive end who went on to... um. Joe Rogan, he's the hunter or whatever. I think you guys... Derek Wolf. Yeah, Derek Wolf. He was talking about the the racial bias in, yeah. the, in, the, in the college and the NFL, and he's basically talking about how one of his coaches, whatever he went to go play in the NFL, he was like, here's the demographic that I want for my players. He was like, if I'm looking for a quarterback, he's like, I want a kid. He's like, you know, like, majoritively, I want a kid who is... He's been playing quarterback since he was in the sixth grade. He had he comes from a double income home. Listen to what Deion Sanders said. And, and he and he's he comes from like a, a religious Christian background. Deion Sanders said this exact same thing. And then he said, you know, when I whenever I look for a fucking defensive end, I want a kid who Broken comes home. from a single fucking income home. Mm-hmm. His you know, his he's got Friends and family that are in yeah. and out of his life comes from a broken home. Yeah. The exact opposite. You want a nasty, you want a motherfucker, killer dude. Hey, you want a fucking gremlin out there just yeah. raising hell. And I get yeah. that, but to me, it's like, and we can. I mean, we. But then, how do you explain track. the Boses? How do you explain the Bosa family or the the Watts, like the JJ uh, Watts? I think it's a physical outlier. It's just, right. There's yeah, yeah. There's there's exceptions. There's outliers everywhere. There's you exceptions know. to the rules. And, yeah. And I don't even yeah. think it's necessarily a rule, but it. Yeah. it to what. Dion says, man, yeah. it's fucking, you yeah. need that. But anyway, we, we started off by saying, like, the Chinese. Yeah. They teach their kids, like, Olympic weightlifting at a young age. And so do the Russians. So, so does, like, Kazakhstan. So does, like, I don't know if the Ukrainians really do much of this. Like, I mean, I think they do. I can't exactly remember. Uh, Ch- Chavo, tell, uh, tell him how you explained it to me. Um, okay, so uh, USAW, they brought on um, one of the recruiters for the Chinese weightlifting teams mm-hmm. and they kind of explain their whole process of picking out these kids and so they would go to these schools and they would have these kids do foot races they would have these kids take their shirts off and they'd see like which kids are naturally more muscular which kids are faster mm-hmm. which kids are smarter mm-hmm. and IQ test would you like that and so and also with like the women of the sport yeah they'd go through and they find these women that have more masculine features mm. so you say hey, a little girl she's showing a little little bit more mustache grew, growth than the others a little I more mean, hair on the upper lip yeah. on the upper dome she could be a better candidate <laughs> yeah. right and i mean these they pull these kids out of school and this is all they do and like you said with the uh if you can have someone who's a great coach teach someone from a young age where they didn't have a chance to build up bad habits mm-hmm you can just pump out these athletes that are just freaks. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, and there's a lot to say about the uh, lack of genetic genetic diversity in China. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. so that's a big thing, dude. What you want out of a lifter is a sh- short femurs and a long torso, yeah. which means a more upright position in your in the bottom of your squat. Mm-hmm. I learned that like a year ago, dude. That like that people who who have a, who have a much more like bent over um, kind of squat, it's because their femurs are too long. Like the, their femurs are longer than than their torso is yeah. short. I yeah. mean, and it's I have that problem. I have very long legs. You do. I have yeah. very long legs, and it's like it's a hard thing when you're like trying to squat and shit like that because you basically, um, like okay, it's like vertically your body. You know what I'm saying? Like it hinges at one point. Mm-hmm. To me, it should it should hinge if not the halfway point, like the two and three quarters point. You know. Or two and one half point. Yeah. As far as like, you know, you're like, like if your legs are shorter, you know, that hinge is going to happen like farther down the center of gravity. I don't understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Proportions are everything. Yeah, portions I mean, are everything. If you look at like Kendrick Ferris, I don't know if you know who that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's been in the Olympics like three times uh, for USA. Um, exactly. I mean, short femurs, short. I mean, the guy's like stature is very short. You know, he's very squat. Uh, well proportioned for uh, uh, weightlifting. That's like one of those things, man. Like, kind of like like what you were saying, Chavo. If you were to go to a school and you were about and and you would just put labels on all these kids, like, yeah. oh, that mean there's a reason why the fastest endurance endurance runners mm-hmm. in the world all come from one country in in in, in Western Africa. Yeah. I mean, it, they come from you know. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a wider radius than just one country. Yeah. But there's a reason for it, man. It's just like proportionally, mm-hmm. and the environment they live in, and you know, their the habits that that is instilled in the, into their culture as they're growing up, dude. All, all of these all of these variables kind of contribute to like, okay, that's why Samoans produce some of the best safeties. Yeah, you know, best like uh, defensive backs in the yeah. world. Yeah, and like nose tackles, shit like that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. They're nasty motherfuckers, bro. That's I mean, what they're I'm just, saying. I don't know. Like There's a about, reason like, for it. It's like they have like their power. Um, like pound for pound is like one of the most explosive, destructive things yeah. like, humanly possible. It's it's incredible. Like, um, and then we talk about people from like Indiana, how we're like the Hoosier state. Yeah. And, you know, evidently we're, we're supposed to be incredible. Our whole state is supposed to be incredible at basketball because it's instilled. We're not, though. In our state. And we're shit. Yeah. <laughs> our whole state is shit at basketball. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's from really the top bad. to the bottom. Top, yeah. It's like, fucking terrible. Every once in a while, like, I think IU will get, like, a recruit from, like, in state. Yeah. And, like, he'll be half as good. I think, like, Yogi Farrell was our last yeah. one. What's uh, like, Romeo Langford? Yeah, he was, like, awful. Yeah, he's not on an NBA team. Yeah, uh, and there's Trace Jackson, Jackson Davis. He'll yeah. be he won't make an NBA team. Yeah, I know this, bro. Like people think about like, oh, he's really good in college. Like, dude, in order to make the NBA, you have to be one of the best five kids in college. You have to and, be John Morant. Even that, <laughs> you probably won't make an NBA team. You probably won't be like a, a like a guy who's actually going to like day in and day out like contribute to the team. Yeah, and yeah. now you're finding out, strangely enough, like foreign guys is the way to go. Yeah, dude. Like Nikola Jokic, yes. uh, Luka Doncic. Yes. Um, there's a, like Australia. Kristaps Tra- Porzingis. Australia. Fucking. Not really him anymore, but like. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. He but. fucking sucks now. Yeah. But like Australia has a bunch of good basketball players. Uh, Germany, like Dirk Nowitzki. Um, 
it's crazy. They have a way, like, for as much as, like, America boasts, like, yeah, we do have the greatest basketball players of all time. We have... 100%. We, we have LeBron. We have Magic. We have Michael Jordan. Larry Bird, dude. Kobe Bryant. Larry Bird. But a lot of that is due to, like, athletic ability. So these foreign countries are kind of, like, dissecting the sport. Like, okay, what can we do? Because athletically, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's... You can fill the cup all the way to the brim and still not even get close to touching, like, what LeBron James is capable of. Larry they, Bird is the outlier will, to that. They will, there will never be another LeBron James. No, I'm telling no. you right now. There won't ever as, be another Kobe Bryant, dude. No, but here's the thing. No, there will. There will. He wasn't. He wasn't that good. He's he's maybe top ten. I'm no no court. I'm telling you right now. I am a basketball like aficionado when it comes to like stats, records, shit like that. People think he was he was like Michael Jordan type because he did everything that Michael Jordan did. He did it to a lesser ability. But you could say the same thing about like. John Morant does the same thing that Derrick Rose did whenever he was, you know, yeah, in the top three. I'm saying Kobe Bryant, those first three championships he had, he was a second base player on his team. Shaq won finals. Sure. Shaq won finals and be three sure. three years in a row. He always said that Sha- surprised- if Shaq lifted weights or gave a shit about yeah. his physical abilities, he what would I'm be the saying, best basketball player that ever lived. What I'm saying is if you give LeBron James a Shaquille O'Neal three years in a row, He's got AD. Eighteen. He's got AD. He's Davis. he's he about to turn thirty nine years old, my guy. Yeah, he's trash. Do you know how? <laughs> AD, shut the fuck up. You're such a fucking hater. I'm done with all this fucking smart guy shit. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna cut that out. Channel, I gotta tell you a story. I gotta tell you a story because I'm. I, we got like thirty minutes left, and I'm. This yeah. is okay. We're switching. To okay. <laughs> we had a really good talk about. Um, Great talks about great talks about weightlifting. We'll have you on again to you know one hundred percent. Yeah, this isn't a one time thing. This we'll isn't going to be the first or last time. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the first time. It's <laughs> not going to be the last. Yeah, tard. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Corey were having this conversation, and really, we're not supposed to say those words. I'll probably mm-hmm. add, like end up cutting them out. Um, me and Corey were having this conversation. I think I've I've thought about how I can do this, this bit for the past four days. We we're having this conversation on Monday. We really should have recorded it because it's one of the funniest conversations we've ever had. So we started talking about like Joey and you listen to the podcast, like you've noticed Joey will condemn himself. Oh yeah. A good 20 times on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're like, you have to you're like, Joey, I mean, people hear this, you know, not only that, but I, I have to edit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> His favorite words, I mean, you can guess them right now, R word, F word. And he talks about jerking off like every five seconds. That's yeah. his thing. I don't know what it is. On like, Reddit, out of all places, yeah. dude, I'm so, I'm still, dude. that is still so unbeknownst to me. He I used just, to find like, dude, every once in a while he'd like dig up a gem of like somebody who's like <laughs> half-assed famous on TikTok. Like, dude, I found her like doing A, B, and C. On, like, I have video. gone on there for OnlyFans <laughs> material. Yeah. I have, I've done that. And uh, that was in the past. <laughs> so to me, you go over doing this bit, Nate, where like, it, like it came to like, how could Joey incorporate like his three favorite things in like one sentence and the thing? Oh, I'm gonna cut this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna have to cut that out. So we're gonna work with this. <laughs> <laughs> So then, we kept talking, and we're like, yeah, dude, I wonder what Joey's, like, doctor said after his mom gave birth to him, right? So, so they'd, be like, they'd be, like, they'd be, like, in the emergency room, right? She just gave birth, and the doctor comes up to her, and he's like, ma'am, I don't know how to tell you this. He's like, it's, we've never had anything like it. He's we like, really don't know why or how. We don't know why or how, because 
he can't he obviously he can't speak a word yet and uh, <laughs> he actually hasn't opened his eyes since you gave birth to him um matter of fact um he his breathing is shallow so we don't even know really what it's coming from or where it stems from but uh, ma'am your son's a f- <laughs> what he's like i i i have no answers at this point that's like a south park yeah he's like, right medically there. it's a phenomenon yeah. like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this structurally <laughs> but from what i can tell he's a <laughs> be freaking out in the doctor it'd be like four or five doctors like how oh, i gotta do the thing <laughs> so it'd be like four or five doctors like huddled around her like it's like a phenomenon, right? They're like going to the baby, like keep checking him, like a stethoscope and shit. They're like shining a light in his eyes. You're like, it yeah, checks out. <laughs> Sticking notes on him, yeah. checking his vitals. Yeah. <laughs> like making notes or like calling the CIA and like, you got to check this shit out. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, he's so one of a kind. Dude, and yeah, here's the thing. He for did, us, he I graduated great. with his. Or actually, we never graduated with him, technically. Yeah, no, he, he, he moved school. Yeah, yeah, he moved school. He was school with me. Dude, his. Remember that? Really? My freshman year at uh, Western, he was there. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. He was and at Gatton Academy? Yeah, he was at one of those... Fu- yeah, he was in that building. Yeah. Yeah, and you never... Saw- I saw him like twice. And he was really... <laughs> dude, you never see those kids. He dropped out. No, like... Yeah, yeah. but like, you know this... You know, like... Uh, from when you went to school there... Yeah. You never see those kids. No. Like, ever. No. No. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I do the landscaping for that building. And I mean, like, there's like two people that walk out every day. Yeah. It'd be weird. I mean, it's so... They have be to be so such, such weirdos. They're probably just like locked in there all day doing like fucking... Just out. reclusive. Yeah, just doing like geometry and like fucking... Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's really no social standing for that. No, not at all. For that, you know, school or academy, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but Jacob is totally different from Joey. Like, they're oh, yeah. opposite spectrum. Dude, me like, and Chavo took German with him for three years. Yeah. Well, he can Holy probably speak... Of- freaking Jacob. <laughs> uh, freaking Jacob. He could probably speak, like, fluid German, can he? Dude, it was crazy. He would literally, he would, he would, he would get all of his homework done. We would have, like, a fucking two or three hour assignment. Keep going, y'all. I got to get pissed real quick. That would be, that would be assigned to us, like, right after class. And, yeah, Jacob would just, he would just go into, like, the study room or the, the cafeteria. You remember that? And he would just, he would just grind for, like, 20 minutes and be done with everything. I mean, same thing with math. While we were being taught the lesson, he already had the homework done, and he was teaching himself the next one. Yeah, dude. Yes, always. I, that was so crazy. He would start on next week's homework. Dude, and then you think, like, how bad did I have to get to where he was just like, you know, I just don't want to fucking do this school thing anymore. Yeah. I'm sure he might have a degree now or something, but... I mean, it, it might just be to the point where, I mean, if you're so far ahead of everybody it feels like the school's not moving at the pace that you need yeah dude and i've always kind of thought too like and we had a we had a teacher in high school who's who's basically like look if there's there is a a select group of people in our country who college is an absolute it is 100% a scam to them and it's going to do nothing but hold them back and because some people are literally they're just too intelligent to be going to college it's like it's like the whole fucking goodwill hunting thing mm-hmm. it's like it, you could be the smartest person in any room but you've never you know you've only you've only done read up textbooks or any type of like uh non-fiction in your fucking in your spare time mm-hmm. and then you can just 
you can regurgitate that information that you've that you've ingested right back into the world like that at the yeah. snap of your fingers some people are so so god gifted with intelligence and it's i, I have met some people whenever i was taking so for example i was taking a i was taking like the beginning i don't know uh, the course just after the introduction level of computer science in college. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would see motherfuckers in that class that would just like, they'd be in the middle of like, of, of programming something or coding something. And then halfway through, they'd just like take a deep breath and shut their eyes and just like, <laughs> like some grand wizard type shit. Yeah. They would just fucking, and yeah. their fucking head would grow like two inches and <laughs> yeah. then they'd just like, like on the yeah. computer, and I was like, "What the fuck are you, man? You're like, we're not from the same background at all. Like, we're two different human beings. Yeah. Like, You're not born the same. Definitely not, man. Fucking dude, there's kids in America who, like, like Harvard just graduated this kid with five degrees mm-hmm. from Harvard. I, I believe it's Harvard, and he's twelve years old. Ah, oh, fucking crazy. He he graduated college and, with five five degrees. It's so wild. It's so wild that we're the same species. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. It's so wild, and you need those kids because it's like, dude, that like those are the people that are gonna get a, like get us off this fucking rock. Yes, you know, it's not gonna be people. I don't like know me. if I want. I don't want my bloodline getting off this rock though. I mean, wh- whether or not it's me or you, like our bloodline, yeah, it has to be somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like our species yeah. has to get off because I mean we've talked about this countless times on this podcast. Like, it's just not gonna. It's not going to end well. Like it's if, not feasible for us to stay no, here another hundred thousand years. No, it never was. It never will be. Um, this it's well we we've, we've created unless we can terraform the planet, compl- yeah. like multiple yeah. times over I without talk, yeah without without everything going wrong. It's everything changes. It doesn't change like rapidly, but it does change every eleven to twelve thousand years. And we're right in the middle of such big changes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like literally the entire world is 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 changing in such a drastic way. Mm-hmm. That we're not even able to perceive the change, like like what these changes are going to, like enable, yeah, for the next decade or two decades, yeah. dude. By the time we're in our forties, man, this place is going to be such a fucking. I, I don't even like you. Just you can't even perceive how what this world is going to look like twenty. Years oh, it's going to be so different. You never. I mean, you you can never understand or, you know, latch onto the idea of right now being like it will be in the future you well know? what we can do okay so if you look at if, if history truly does repeat itself which i think it does mm-hmm. it, at least in the past 200 years we can look at we can look at some of the markers that have happened in the past 100 years so you think about like the the roaring 20s the depression in the 30s mm-hmm. world war one or uh no, no no world war two in the 40s yeah and then I believe there wasn't like another depression. Well, war is always going to be a thing. Oh, well, let's say it right now. The war is never not going to happen. We're responsible. America yeah. is responsible yeah. for any What's, of the wars that are yeah. going to happen from here on well, out for the rest of our, the human race. Not necessarily true. What, what confuses me about the whole thing is that war for a long time wasn't a, um, okay, like when they had war back in like 15, 1400, you know, that was a lot of like England. You know, like the United Kingdom versus fucking whoever. And it was yep. other countries too. It was like Prussia, France, shit like that. But I mean, that wasn't like there wasn't like an in, a industrial complex. You know, like the war industrial complex wasn't necessarily a thing. You weren't 
making mass production of, of like swords for profit. But now, now we're dealing with the military. Yeah. Complex. Now you're making however much fucking artillery for money. So now it's confusing because it's like, yeah, back then you were actually fighting for territory. Now everybody has their territory. With, right now we're dealing with the first bit of war that involves like territorial, territorial, um, stipulations consequences uh, as it pertains to like a country taking over another country for resources this is the first time it's happened in a very long time this is russia trying to take ukraine because it's their only way out um, dude the land in ukraine is absolutely fucking gorgeous well do you, and all yeah, the resources yeah. they have i mean it's gorgeous yeah. they need gorgeous a lot of real things. estate yeah they need a lot of things in uh ukraine they need a lot of things in poland in order to survive yeah poland we, too yeah we're in a good position because we're in a position where we don't need anybody's shit we have south and north of us. We have potash. We have resources. We have labor. We need them to go to war, though. No, not really. We need everybody to. No, but the politicians. Under the politicians want. They need Ukraine and China. Oh yeah, I mean to go to war so that they can make a, a, as much money as possible so that we can dump that back into the economy. That's yeah. what they're hoping. Yeah, that we, we need, can have one big war so we can yeah. dump all that money back into the economy and. Yeah. And, and we'll be thriving again. Yeah. But and also, we need them to decimate each other. That is that's also that's a big one too. But I mean, our president has already come out and stated that if if China invades Taiwan, that we will defend we will defend Taiwan to the very end, like to the yeah. bitter end, which is fucking terrifying. Number one, mm-hmm. yeah. number two, you still feel good about joining the Marines, Corps? Yeah, let's cut that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, okay, so. <laughs> Uh, not Oppenheimer. Who was who was the president we had? Uh, was the president? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, who was the president Tr- we had uh, when the the Truman? Uh, I think the I nuclear think, bomb was I think um, developed under. Anyways, that president. Now I know that's that was a shitty preface to what I'm about to say. Yeah. But he basically said to beware of the fucking collusion of the military industrial complex, just because. They're gonna do whatever it takes to to keep generating new wars so that we can we can provide all war with with our like all, all the all the weapons and like the weapons industry, the mass yeah. weapons industry, like Raytheon. Yeah. yeah. Like the, we're gonna be able to provide weapons to the rest of the world if yeah. there's ever going to be a big war going on and it's 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 solely dude like that war- was eisenhower that said that eisenhower thank you yeah, thank you uh but, yeah what's crazy about that dude is like we had a war in afghanistan for over 20 years yeah i don't understand why people don't understand the fact that, like me and you everybody who listens you know this podcast dude we're peasants mm-hmm. we are we're, peasants welcome to peasantville bro it I mean, hurts it's like bro, it not really hurts like yeah but the, the thing is like we've always been presence peasants Everybody is. You know, there's only... I mean, bro, we're never getting the cool... We're never going to get any cool kids club. And it's okay. I I don't really give a fuck. I don't want to be in that position because you have to hurt people to get in that position. I don't want to hurt people. You've got to be a a fucked up individual. Yeah, you have to be like... The fact that we have empathy for the things that we do in our lives... Yeah. ...already excludes us from that cool kid group. Yeah, bro. Imagine staging 9-11 and being like, that was cool. We won. Yeah. Zero, <laughs> zero, zero empathy. Yeah, a bunch of fucking lizard people. That's why, like, it's fucking terrifying. Bro, you can get mad at Alex Jones. You can get mad at Alex Jones all you want, bro. Like, that dude's probably wrong a good, like, 50% of the time. For sure. But sometimes he's right. Mm-hmm. And guess what, man? You need people like that. You need crazy fucks out there like Alex Jones who are, like, willing to put their ass on the line day in and day out. And like even I, then, dude, you, you, they make it. They Okay, so they, they flip it and they turn it. They make you... 
they make you like the asshole person that that wants to throw it back in the rest of. You well, know, yeah, they make you out to be like a conspiracy, space. you know, like yeah, they make you out to be the fucking crazy person crazy. With, Ooh, when when it all comes out in the wash, yeah. and you're like, oh, by the way, I was fucking right. I want to throw it in your face, and then it's just like you're a fucking imbecile. Like, yeah, and everybody's you're crazy. Like, everybody's like, who's gonna believe you? Because I just called you out. My name's Jimmy Fucking Kimmel. It's like. Who cares, bro? That's just a name, bro. You're just a guy. You're just a guy. You're just a guy. In a hundred years from now, nobody that is living on Earth right now is going to be alive. Yeah, I know. That's a crazy I thing. I strongly believe that, and yeah. that is a fucked up thought in itself. Yeah. That's a crazy thing about when I think about like the illusion of like um, like name tags. Not necessarily like name tags, but like... Um, labels? Yeah, labels. Like, he's such and such. He's such and such. It's like... Does that mean he has more organs than I do or something? Like, no, bro, we're all the same fucking, we're all, we're all a person. Right. You know, so, like, what makes him, like, I hate the, the like, use and, like, of, like, celebrity these days. Like, yeah, oh, he must God. be a very important guy. He's been on, you know, such and such podcast, and he's on such and such, you know, like, TV shows, and it's like, eh, he's a fucking person, you know? We're starting to get back to that point to where it's like, dude, like, does anybody actually give a fuck anymore? Yeah, Unless you're Brad Pitt a fuck. or Leo the, DiCaprio. The only people I'd be interested in meeting these days, only people, as far as, like, celebrity goes. Dude, you named him Tarantino, Pitt. Pitt. I'm not even Tarantino. I don't really give a fuck to meet him. It'd be yeah. Pitt, DiCaprio. Uh, I'd like to meet David Fincher, and that's a fucking. That's about it, bro. Yeah. Those three guys. And my favorite director of all time, and my two favorite actors. I, I, I was only because I'm like uh, a huge movie guy. Oh, and Cormac McCarthy. I like Cormac McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. But um, that's the guys. cool thing about cinematography is that I want. I I genuinely do wonder if. If the movies that are popular now today are going to are going to have the same height of popularity, like, because you know Mozart is still a popular artist on fucking Spotify. Yeah. The same thing with like Debach. Yeah. Like, dude, I wonder if if there's going to be like like films like Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio a hundred years from now, where like people know. like they use him as like as like um like. Like cinematography history, yeah, like cinema history. I think certainly it'll come around to like people uh, having value over like performances. Like everything's so such fucking CGI'd. I mean, just CGI, nothing oh, like CGI yeah. these days. Where it's like, so dude, true. I have the shit I that like comes across like a big screen anymore. I don't give a fuck. Cause it's like it's a green, it's a green screen, man. Right I don't now. care. Chavo, how different do you think? Like, when I think about this shit, like. How different is things right now compared to like 2016 when I was 18 years old, right? Oh my god! I mean, dude, it's a different world. I mean, even from like it's 2018 so when you guys weird. graduated, it's so. I mean, weird. it's it's really different, especially like just the kind of things you valued back then and value now, and especially how fake everything's getting. Yeah. It's how like they're crazy. How AI has progressed so much that you can't even tell the difference between what's real and what is fake, and that only sets a path for the future. Yeah. Will there be a point where we can't even differentiate between the two? Yeah, there's a podcast on Spotify right now called the AI Joe Rogan Experience. Yep, I've seen that. Yeah, it will scare the fuck out of you. Obviously, you can tell it's fake. <clears throat> I mean, right now, right now, yeah, that's a thing. Right now, two years from now, probably not. A year from now, probably not. Okay, so another. This is kind of this is a little more philosophical thinking. Okay, so you know how everybody says like. You know, everything Everything on Twitter is not real life. There's yeah. still a divide. There's still a separation between reality and things like Twitter or Instagram yeah. or any any kind of, like, social media platform. Yeah. They're, like, 
Dude, if, if we were to all ditch our phones right now mm. and just walk out into the fucking universe and just experience life with, with, without any social media, you would not be able to tell what the hell is actually like going on because there's still that separation. There's still that divide. Mm-hmm. I think, dude, whenever it gets to the point where we get to like a like a uh what's that called a um a social credit system yeah to where like the thing like it actually does become fucking real like things that you see and do on social media it actually does like i guess it kind of affects real life right now but not if you're an average joe obviously if you're like a broadcaster and you were to say fucking you know kansas city it's the biggest it's the capital of the f's yeah you're gonna lose your job yeah so, yeah so you're pretty much like saying there's like you heard now there's that. still that separation between for the online average joe. and like actual reality that you're living yeah, yeah. for the average joe could, yeah, we, we could all ditch our phones right now and, and and walk out walk outside and nothing on social media would ever exist i'd be fine i don't have social media it's like i could lose my phone right now the only thing i'd miss out of my life is like not listening to like shane gillis Right, that's the yeah. only fucking thing. Like, that. and that would suck, you I know. But that. I deal with it, right. you know, because like I have buddies that are funny, so I would just stick around with my buddies and be like a podcast, right? You know what I'm saying? But like, as it pertains to like, you know, social media and like that is a existence on its own. You know, sure right. you exist in like this, you know, like this platform, which yeah. should be for everybody. It's fucking life. This is that. This is where you actually exist. You know this is saying? the only shit that matters yeah. right now. Because you, dude, if you have a heart attack. You're not gonna continue on Twitter. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's you fucking, don't exist anymore. You're fucked. I mean, so like, everything just moves on without yeah. you. But for like you a don't lot, exist. Yeah, like for a lot of people, like yeah, they have this life and they have another life where it's like it's literally com- like comprised of something like a screen on your phone, right? And, and that's crazy to me because it's like, dude, that's not you. That's who you pretend to be. Yeah, and like like The Rock. Yeah, and this isn't like, something dude, that ha- yeah, this isn't something that hasn't been said before. He's you know morphed saying? the two together. Yeah. I I ever I genuinely ever wonder if like if like The Rock gets home from fucking filming like a multi multi million dollar movie and then just like I don't know just like takes a shit on the floor like does some yeah. crazy person <laughs> shit like, fuck it you when was what? the last time he yeah. did some crazy person shit yeah like oh, cause, dude, dude we're all flawed but it's yeah. like whenever you morph the two together like the perfect person on social media yeah and being a perfect person in real life yeah. That divide is gone. Yeah. Like, What's crazy to me, You can't too, fuck up anymore. Is people think about, like, celebrities and shit like that, and they think about, like, oh, yeah, well, like, that's the human experience, and it's like, no, bro, that's, like, that's not even 1%. That's, like, maybe point oh 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 one percent of, like, the human experience. The, the actual human experience is a fucking dude who's 35 years old who just got off at 5 o'clock from his fucking factory job and gets home, and there's a pile of dog shit on the floor, and his fucking yeah. kids are screaming, and his bitch wife is yes. fucking yelled at him. He's like, well, God, another night full of contemplating suicide again. I guess I'll just fucking come up with ways to think about how I'd fucking off myself. On the legitimate the, verge of suicide, right on the brink. Yeah. Because that is the 99% of... of I feel like at least a good 80% of people in the US population are, are fucking on the brink of suicide. Oh dude, yeah. And you mean, got like the 21%. Yeah. You're lying to yourself if you yeah. know, if you if you have a conversation, like a real conversation with somebody, right? And you don't 
cop to how many times you thought about killing yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're lying, bro. Yeah. So I, I can't even tell you how many times I thought about like, yeah, it'd be nice <laughs> to just fucking hit the off switch. It'd be you different, know? you know. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, life wasn't too bad before I was born because I can't remember any of it. We should to go back to that again. <laughs> fucking cut to black. Yeah, where it's just a total black void. <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah, there'd be no happiness, but it wouldn't be pain either, I guess. <laughs> Like, that's why it's like sometimes you kind of have to have that thought like oh, who gives a fucking shit anyway <laughs> you know yeah dude that that is really that's the best mentality that mentality will get you through decades and decades and decades of just taking bites of the shit sandwich that oh you i want. know dude. if you literally if, if you look if you look at life through that lens of just like you know what man like does it really matter? Like, like, really I said, like matter. nobody is going, everyone that lives right now is not going to be here in a hundred years. If yeah. you do not have children that you need to protect their future for. Yeah. And it's just you. Yeah. Eh. It all comes down to like, <laughs> yeah, the people like, you eh. hold, like, like the people you hold like closest. Yeah. You know, like hold close to your chest. Like, yeah, that's really all it matters for, you know, like 100. That's dude, the actual human experience. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like if, if all my family and friends died right now, like I'd be like, mm. I guess I'll go too. You know, I'll right? Fucking whatever, dude. Yeah. You know, I like. I don't know. That's why it's weird when we idolize people who like pass away and shit. Like, uh, I hate to bring it up, but like when Kobe died. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. It's like, dude, you can still go on YouTube and look up highlights. You know, I mean, yeah. It's no different from when he was alive. I mean, do you know the guy? That's so true. You know, like what, I mean, Paul what, Walker type. Yeah, you know, he it, died yeah. right in the middle of that franchise. Yeah. It's like, what was he gonna do for you? Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean like. That's an easy way to become like a nihilist and be like, well, what's the fucking point of anything? You know, I guess I'll just fucking play COD all day, you know, or God of War. That's the wrong way of doing that. Yeah, which is sweet, by the way. I hate to, I hate to put an asterisk next to that every time I fucking say it, <laughs> but it's so fucking nice just to veg out. Like, it's, 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 it's really sad, but at the same time, it's, it's one of the sweetest ambitions in life is just to like level up on God of War. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've or played never, Rainbow, dude. I've never gotten into any of that. None talk, of that shit matters to me. I always talk to you about like Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, dude, I have a roommate who plays it for 12 hours a day right God now. damn, dude, I was so deep in that. Four on four? Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking nice, bro. It's so I cannot. Nice. I can't get over the mental barrier of like, okay, so you have, you have like roughly over like 300,000 hours or something. It's not, it's not that much. I'm fucking, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> but you have, you have such a limited amount of hours yeah. on, like, on the planet. You spend half of them sleeping and yeah. the other half, you better be up like doing like, something that you like, yeah. that you enjoy that is going to provide you with something. Yeah. I can't get over the mental barrier of sitting down and giving time to a fucking gaming station oh, yeah. and it's going to give nothing to yeah. me in return. Well, it's a serotonin button. You just keep hitting it. You're like, Ugh, I don't like ever, that. <clears throat> have you ever alternated between like different video games and like this one doesn't feel good and you're like, okay, I'm going to put in this one and it like, it doesn't hit that sweet spot for you <laughs> yeah. and you finally you settle in you're like, oh, this feels good. <laughs> you know, it's I like, don't know, like 2K always feels pretty comfy to me. I know it does, man. Every time I like, dude, the reason I talk about like NCAA football so yeah, much, this guy, you fucking dude, <laughs> there's not a sweeter feeling. I'm like, I'm home right now. <laughs> it feels like my grandma just made me a plate of food. Like, you and Gillis could probably fucking dude, it, throw down. That's that when game. I knew I loved him, bro. When he started talking about how much he played it, I'm like, yeah. There's one. There's one other person <laughs> that likes us. They were so obsessed with it. I likes us just as much because I mean, people think I'm. Um, there's probably probably people out there who think I'm making this up just because like Gillis talks about that much. You know me. 
So you know how many times you walked down there and saw me in my dungeon fucking creating rosters. It was definitely 12 hours a day. Here's the thing. When you're supposed That's being to be... Polite. That's being generous. When you're supposed to be at college actually taking classes and really you're just making your... 25th roster on NCAA 14. I mean, that's a sad fucking life, but at the same time, it's pretty fucking sweet when you look down from your window and you see everybody else like fucking, how can I get the class on time? Get my degrees. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking idiots, we're here, okay? Away from our parents. You might as well just play video games the entire time. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to It's a business degree, man. See, but I, I liked... I like the aspect of like caring about shit. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, now... Because like, you meet yeah. other people who care about shit and yeah. it's like, that's... Dude, caring about shit is fun. Oh, yeah. And it's fucking... It's going to do nothing but benefit you. Yeah, it's fun because like... like The day that you stop giving a shit, like, about stuff that's actually important... Yeah. That's whenever your... That's whenever your life will go to hell. Yeah. Like, if you... Becomes like this. It's over, Anakin! (laughs) I have the high ground! (laughs) (laughs) The thing... The things I think that people should stop giving a shit about is, like... Dude, say say you just made your fucking. This is just a, a very slight, simple example, but uh-huh. say you make your fucking first cup of coffee of the day, and you're walking out to your vehicle, and you're on your way. You're going to work. Uh-huh. You drop the shit. It spills. You show up ten minutes late to work. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. By the way. It, it is, dude. But then you just gotta realize, like, I could have not woken up today. Yeah, who gives a fucking shit? Who gives bro? a fuck, dude? Fart, yeah. You could get fired from your job, yeah. but you're I'm still I'm still yeah. living at least. That's why yeah. like when I hear people complain about small shit, no worries. Like I complain about small shit too, but like I think back sometimes and like Dude, we were born in America. Dude, and also I like I'll tell people I'm like, this isn't bad. I'm like, dude, no. I, I've been to a place that's bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yes. Dude, this is sweet. We this is medicine. this is the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Even if there's not a heaven. I mean, this is a good rip. You fuck know what I'm saying? Yeah, it like, is. fuck, dude. Yes. I mean, I know fucking you're living paycheck, you know, like paycheck to paycheck, but at this point, do you bank on retiring anyway? I think not. I don't think anybody <laughs> should bank on, dude. It's not gonna happen for our generations. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, fuck it, man. Just fucking, I don't know. I don't want to say like be a defiler of other people, but fucking just like have a good time, be nice to people, and just enjoy your loved ones at the end of the day. And also. In case anything's ever going down in your life, you got Vigi games, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vigis are nice, okay? If, if all else fails, dude, you still get that that dopamine. <laughs> exactly. Vigis, bro. Dude, okay, so like, dude, Tim Dillon talked about how Probably like, um, okay, right. Tim Dillon talked about how like, you know, you see the fall of every great world empire. Yeah. And he's like, like very, very, what's that, pessimistically thinking. Yeah. He's like... No, like, this is the fall of the U.S., like, the United States Empire. Yeah. Like, it is happening. Yeah, but just have fun with what's going on. Dude, fucking enjoy yourself. Like, just fucking enjoy yourself. Party a little bit. Fucking watch the world burn, but be, like, have an optimistic view about it. Yeah. Dude, it's already going to happen. Exactly. Nothing that we're going to do is going to affect what's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't even, dude, I don't even party. I've been sober for, like, seven years at this point. Like, to me, it's just, like, every time I pull up a McDonald's for a fucking bacon, egg, and cheese McGrid... Every morning, I'm like, sweet. Another one? Yeah. It only cost me $5. Awesome. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. They're going to keep making more of them, too, by the way. Yeah. I'm just going to pull They're up. They're always going to be out. there, bro. Yeah. There will always be somebody to serve me up on the grid. You can find a paycheck anywhere. Like, yeah. that $5 doesn't matter. Like, yeah. 
saving up really i mean yeah. they're gonna make tiny differences in your life yeah but the you'll differences all, are so infinitesimal exactly. like you'll always be able to rewatch the sopranos yes <laughs> fuck thank it, god yeah yes, fuck. I mean, nobody just, gives a <laughs> shit dude no no matter how bad it can get yeah. I and mean, you can always find something that you just just absolutely just brightens your day i know just yeah. not dial into it and you're like guess what they're not taking this away from me and no. even if they no. do dude there's like a thousand things i care about in this life yeah i'll move on to the next one I get. You know I, I still get to go to the gas station and get a fucking Celsius and yeah. and tweak out for like a good two hours. Two hours. I can go for a jog if I want. Yeah. Fuck it. All right, boys. We're gonna close that. Chavo. Yep. It's your first one. This won't be your last one. We'll get you in with uh, the rest of the guys here in a couple Sir, weeks or something like sounds that. Sounds good. We'll 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 settle you in at Joey's house and we'll uh, you know, was it? I mean, you can watch us take yeah. care caretake him yeah because brett's <laughs> gonna be gone like a month so we're gonna alternate different guests and shit like that mm-hmm. but, uh, all right guys this is a good one closing out oh, ah!